Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Raptors, your daily Toronto Raptors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to episode 66 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, January 18th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com and TSN Radio in Toronto. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well, at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single show. Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find team-specific shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke, all in one place on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. It's a perfect one-stop shop if you have a thirst for the NBA, uh, find a show you like, uh, support that one, subscribe to it separately, and you can do that as well with our show. Locked On Raptors is on iTunes on its own. You can subscribe, rate, review, and that's the easiest possible way to help the, help out the show, help support the show, You know, provide me some feedback, helps uh, to boost our visibility on the iTunes charts. I uh, would really appreciate that. On today's show, we're going to recap a ugly loss for the Raptors, uh, dropping it 94-89 to the Philadelphia 76ers. Apologies, this one's coming a little, a little bit late, but I think it kind of worked out well because there was some stuff in this game that, uh, you know, was kind of important that happened. First of all, Jared Selinger made his return, his first wrapped uh, game with the Raptors. He played tonight. Uh, he played 14 minutes. I think he was sort of capped out around 15 minutes as sort of his limit, so he played 14. Uh, he scored 8 points, 4 of 10 from the field, 3 boards, uh, you know, he was a minus three, but he was pretty solid, and we'll get to him a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff that happened in this game, too, but mostly, first off, let's just shout out how freaking awesome Joel Embiid is, because, man, him and uh, Dario Saric were kind of the, the two figures in, in, in the in the loss for the Raptors. The Raptors could never really get anything going. Of course, they were without Patrick Patterson. They were without Lucas Noguera. Uh, Damari Carroll left this game. Uh, he only played 23 minutes. He left, uh, actually, had a really rough game going uh, 0 for 6 from the field. 0-4 from deep, left with zero points uh, to his name, but he got sort of kneed in the head by Pascal Siakam while uh, there was sort of a, a scramble for a rebound, and he ended up leaving the game. I think that was early in the third quarter or midway through the third quarter, and he was down on the court for a little while. It was not great, and, and you know, a night after you lose Bebe to a you know what is believed to be a concussion, uh, having Carroll go down with something similar and something that looked a lot more severe actually is definitely not a great sign. And uh, Jonas Valanciunas, even, late in the game, he came back in. I'll get to that in a little bit, actually. Let's talk about uh, Embiid, because Embiid is so freaking good. My God. Uh, just all over the place. He had two blocks. He, he kind of sealed the game with the block on Kyle Lowry late in the game. Um, you know, he was hitting threes. He, he was 2 of 5 from deep. He, uh, you know, shot pretty efficiently. 6 of 13, 12 of 14 from the line. You know, 26 points, 9 boards, 2 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Just, he's so good. Plus 20 as well. Uh, and he's been a real reason why the Sixers have kind of turned things around here lately. They're 14 and 26. They're six and two in January, uh, and they, uh, you know what? Good for them. And and I'm really happy. You know, the the Philadelphia crowd was pumped up uh, tonight in a way that I don't know if I've seen it before, uh, or you know, since the Hinky era started a few years ago. Uh, it was just it was a really fun atmosphere. Uh, the trust the process chants were were just raining out. He was, uh, you know, he was the man of the hour. He was just he's so 
damn enjoyable to watch. It just whenever he has the ball, it's entertaining. He's so he's even a great passer at this point too. He um, you know just kind of getting the ball on the perimeter and making a move and making a pass. Like a guy of his size shouldn't be able to do that, but he's doing that, and it's uh it's incredible to watch. Um, but yeah, those Sixers fans, I I feel. You know, really happy that the Sixers are finally getting to see this and have a team that is kind of coming together and isn't a joke anymore. The Sixers are not a joke, and it's great. You know, they might be the, you know, they're less of a joke than the Nets now. They're less of a joke maybe even than the Knicks at this point in their division, in the Atlantic division. And uh, really cool that they are coming around. And those fans tonight, you know, it really reminded me of sort of the first wave after the Rudy Gay trade where the Raptors kind of found success and, uh, you know, randomly became good. And just the excitement that was in Toronto and among Toronto fans, it was really palpable. And you kind of see that with Sixers fans. You know, they kind of see the sort of pieces of a great team coming together. And there was the announcement today that Ben Simmons might be ready to come back just after the All-Star break, which would be great for them as well. So uh, if there's a team in the Atlantic Division that I'm okay losing to, it's probably the Sixers, considering all that franchise has gone through and considering how damn fun Joel Embiid is. And uh, also tonight, if you're a Raptors fan who is sad at the result, the Knicks just beat the Boston Celtics in Boston, so um, it could always be worse. Losing to Philly on the second night of a back-to-back with a bunch of dudes out, not ideal, of course, but uh, it's definitely not losing at home with uh, you know almost a full complement of guys like Boston had. I think Avery Bradley missed the game again, but losing to the Knicks right now is not something you want to do. So if you're a Raptors fan, you know deal with that and, and smile at that, and don't get too caught up in this game because there were a lot of things stacked against the Raptors. Of course, second night of a back-to-back. Uh, no Bebe, no Carroll, uh, you know, for the second half of the game, essentially. Um, and, you know, Jared Selinger kind of wetting his feet and getting in there a little bit. And, uh, you know, he, he let's get into him because he did some nice things. Uh, he, you could tell right away, he's just a smart player. He knows where to be. I mean, he definitely looks slow at this point. He definitely doesn't have his legs under him. He uh, was 0 for 2 from 3. You could just tell they were both short. There was just no legs on his jump shot at all. But, you know, that's kind of to be expected when you've missed exactly half of the season. Uh, I thought he looked really good. He had, like, his first bucket. He kind of slipped a screen and had a nice little roll to the basket. Um, he, he's just a smart player. He made a really nice defensive play uh, where I, I think it was someone driving on Terrence Ross. I can't remember who exactly it was. It might have been Robert Covington, if I remember correctly. Sort of drove baseline, and Solinger came over with the kind of help that you don't really see from the Raptors' big men. He kind of got in there. He put his hands in the mix. He kind of, I think he forced a turnover, actually. Uh, I think he forced it to go out of bounds off of Covington or whoever it was in that situation. And, you know, the the Raptors have kind of missed Bismack Biombo's, you know, really smart, acute uh, help defense and baseline defense this season. You know, the Raptors, you know, while Bebe Noguera is a great rim protector at this point, he definitely doesn't have the nuance of defense down. And it's kind of the other way where... Jared Selinger isn't an athletic, you know, marvel by any means. He's not a great rim protector, but he's a smart defender who knows where to be. And once he sort of gets his legs caught caught up and back under him, I think he's going to be a nice, effective player. And I think the thing that was most encouraging about Selinger tonight was the small ball units the Raptors ran out there. Uh, I don't have the lineup data in front of me here, but it did, it did seem like in the first quarter when uh, Selinger came in, they went to the small lineup. It was uh, originally like Lowry with a bunch of wings. It was like Joseph and DeRozan and Carroll, I think it was, uh, or, or it was, I think it was Lowry, Ross, DeRozan, and Carroll, or something like that. And then they went to another one where it was, uh, you know, Joseph, Powell, Ross, and DeRozan around around Selinger, and those seem to work really well. Selinger's a really good rebounder and makes up for a lot of the issues that you would might have uh, going small with four wings or guards or whatever you want to call it. Um, and you know, the Raptors laid in the game. It wasn't as effective when they had to go to that when they didn't have. Um, 
Carol available because yeah, you, you're missing some size there, and you, when you're rolling with essentially, you know, whether you want to say Norm Powell or Demar Derozan is the four, that's not ideal in terms of rebounding, especially when you're up against a team as big as the Sixers can be with Nerlens Noel out there or Joel Embiid uh, or even Robert Covington, who's a really big wing. He had five rebounds tonight too. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez was nice on the boards with seven. It's just the uh, they're a big team that this the Sixers are, and that's sort of an advantage that they could play, especially when the Raptors are missing Bebe and Patterson. Uh, and obviously Carroll down the stretch, like just not a lot of size for the Raptors out there. Um, that said, you know, I thought it was a nice debut from Sollinger. It shows a bit of what he can offer. I do think, you know, it was indicative of what he's going to be best at. You know, he played mostly as a center in this game, and I think that's going to be where he is most effective for the Raptors as a center, whether it's next to a traditional four like Patrick Patterson or next to a bunch of wings uh, in small ball units. I think those will be the best. I mean, that's where he was successful last year with Boston, right? It was Sollinger surrounded by, you know, Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart and Isaiah Thomas and, and these sort of smaller lineups. Those were the most effective for him. So I think that's going to be really nice because the Raptors have a nice you know, collection of wings that they can roll out in those uh, configurations. And uh, I think Solander, that's where he's going to excel the most. Still, I, I do expect him to probably get the look as a starter at some point. Didn't work with Pascal Siakam today. Uh, he had a really, really rough game. Obviously, you know, there was the accidental sort of collision with, with Damari Carroll's head, which doesn't have anything to do with how he played. Um, but but I think, you know, if he's looking back on tonight, that's going to be something that's probably disappointing to him. And, you know, he just wasn't really a factor. You know, couldn't really rebound, couldn't defend <laughs> anybody, essentially. Uh, you know, Ursan Ilyasova had a really nice game uh, with uh, uh, 18 points on, on 7 of 14, shooting 3 of 6 from 3, and the Raptors had no sort of answer for him getting out to the perimeter. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I do think Sollinger at some point with the Siakam experiment definitely not working anymore. Obviously, they were, their hand was forced tonight with Bebe and Patterson, who have been the two starters over the last little while, whoever, like, depending on who's available. Um, with both of those guys out, the Raptors were forced to go back to Siakam. I think, and, you know, if this game were to happen two weeks from now, maybe Sollinger, you know, plugs in at the starting four. Uh, and I do think eventually that's what's going to happen with him. I think they're going to work him back slowly. This sort of I like having this sort of minutes limit on him to see what he can do, maybe experiment with some lineups with him, but uh, I do think he will get a chance to start at the four, and I, I don't know if that's the best use of him. I don't think it's the worst use of him. I think um, you know the rebounding there will be nice. The, he, he provides a bit more offensive utility than Siakam does, so it's not going to be a total... Um, I'm not totally nonplussed by the idea of having Sellinger start at the four, but obviously Patterson's a better fit. I think we've talked about this a million times on this show, uh, but encouraging to see Pat Sellinger play pretty well tonight. Jonas Valanciunas, I thought, had a really nice first half, kind of fell off in the second, uh, couldn't really provide any answer for Joel Embiid, uh, but he played 30 minutes. He had 10 points, 16 boards. He was really good on the boards, very you know energetic. You know, the first quarter, the Raptors really seemed to be looking for him. There were a couple of nice post-touches that were engineered for him. A nice little dump-off or two from Kyle Lowry. Kind of went away uh, as the game went on. And, you know, that kind of happens when, you know, it kind of switches into more DeMar DeRozan-focused offense late in the game. DeRozan had a really rough start. He was 0-6 to start the game. Finished the game 11-21, of which was very close to my prediction that I tweeted out, thinking, uh, you know, starting 0-6, yeah, he's just going to finish 12-22 of with 34 points. He ended up with 25 on 11 of 21. Didn't get to the line much. You know, wasn't getting the calls that he normally gets. That's not the reason the Raptors lost this game by any means. Um, and, and, you know, he had six assists as well, which was nice. I think that's the most he's had in a game this month. Um, so not a bad game by, by DeRozan at all, especially after a rough start. Um, just, you know, it was a tough game for the Raptors. Corey Joseph obviously didn't play the way he did last night. Norman Powell is still... 
you know, quietly not been great over the last little while here. He's not hitting his open shots the way he did uh, sort of coming into the season. And uh, that's definitely a concern, I think. You know, you know, Norm Powell, kind of the big appeal of him was that he was hitting his threes and, and doing that with, with to great effect. Um, but so far this season, it's uh, it's not been quite as good. He's, he's down to uh, 37.5%, which isn't bad by any means, but he was up in the 40s last season or, or right around that this year as well. He's definitely struggled a little bit here, and, and I think it, you know, it, it, I think it's a, to be expected. I don't think he was going to go from a you know, 30-ish three-point shooter in college to suddenly being a knockdown 40-plus you know, three point three point shooter. I think you know he, if he settles in around 36, 37, 38, that's very much fine. And I, I hope that's kind of where it is. Maybe the regression stops pretty soon. Um, but yeah, that's something to keep an eye on as well. He's been probably the worst of the Raptors' wings so far. You know, over the last you know month or so. So um, yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, let's see what else happened in this game. It was. It's a rough game. The Raptors had a lot stacked against them, and that's kind of you know the reality, I think. And uh, there's not a whole lot more to delve into. Kyle Lowry had a, you know, he was pretty good. You know, 24 points, five steals, four assists, four boards, um, three of eight from three, which isn't bad by any means. He just, you know, he he missed some open shots. Got to the line a ton, but missed five free throws. He was 11 of 16 on the night. Um, and yeah, there was just no no standout performances from the secondary guys, which is typically what the Raptors need, especially when you're missing so many guys in the front court. You know, a, you know, a nice popping game from Terrence Ross would have been really nice. He was just uh, three of ten from the field, eight points. Uh, you know, Sullinger again, he he was effective, just you know didn't didn't play a ton, and you can tell there's definitely some kinks to be ironed with him. He got blocked late in the game by Dario Saric, just completely and utterly. I don't even know if the like he tried to go up for a dunk late in the game after Norman Powell missed a dunk. It was a sort of a frantic possession, and Sullinger went up for a dunk, and I'm not even sure had Saric not blocked it if it would have been a dunk. Like Sullinger definitely needs to get his his hops back in order because that was not there. Um, yeah, just when the Raptors don't get those secondary performances on a night like tonight where Lowry and DeRozan really have to do everything, uh, it's going to be tough, and, you know, it, it, it's going to happen, and, and it's the first time the Raptors have lost to the Sixers in exactly four years, so, I mean, it's not nothing to be something to be too concerned about, I don't think. Um, there's a tough game coming up Friday in Charlotte. Charlotte's really uh, struggling right now. They've lost six straight. They're out of the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference, so uh, maybe the Raptors are catching the, the Hornets on a nice break. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. The Raptors lost. I uh, did not cover. I, I picked the Raptors to cover this game. I'm down to 21, 20, and one on the season. Uh, I'm really bad at this picking spreads thing. Uh, if in case you haven't picked up on this, I, I really suck. It's essentially just luck at, luck for me at this point. Um, but yeah. That's, uh, I think that's all I got for you today. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, the Sixers game. I'm not sure if there's going to be a podcast on Thursday. I have a pretty busy day and then a, and then a sort of travel out to, uh, out to Hamilton. So it is going to be tough to get a podcast in. If not, I'm going to try to do a makeup one over the weekend if possible because I, I know I've only done four over the last couple weeks here. And I'd like to do five. Um, I enjoy doing five more uh, you know, when possible, but schedule kind of getting in the way tomorrow. What I'm going to try to do over the next little while here is sort of do mid-season grades for the Raptors and just sort of go through every player. I might do it a two-part podcast um, or just do like a long one for Friday perhaps. I might just do that. Um, so we'll, we'll look out for that. I'll go through every player on the Raptors and give them grades in the first half of the year. We're now past the first half, halfway point of the season, but uh, you know I think everyone kind of gets it and it will... Uh, It'll be still be timely, so we'll do that. We'll, we'll hopefully do that on Thursday and Friday. If not, we'll just do it all on Friday, I'm thinking. Um, that's the plan I'm laying out for now. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Raptors. Hope you enjoyed the shows this week. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the All-Star episode yesterday. 
Joel Embiid must have heard me because I left him off my team, and he proved why you know, maybe he should be on the team this year. Um, he's uh, he, he's freaking good. He's he's awesome. So yeah. But yeah, that's all for me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. The show is on Twitter as well at Locked On Raptors. Please leave a rating, leave a review, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Would really appreciate the feedback. Would really appreciate the boost that that provides. It is super helpful, and uh, would love to see some feedback for the show. Again, we'll talk to you again, hopefully tomorrow. If not, we'll talk to you Friday. I uh, hope you enjoyed the game tonight. You know, Enjoy the day off tomorrow, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17